Hi, I'm Jago Wynn, and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the Daily Bible Thought as we journey through Matthew's Gospel in the first part of 2021, and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Rory Heaton. Thanks, JG. Uh, Good morning, everyone. Um, So this morning, we're continuing our mini-series looking at Jesus's post-resurrection appearances. And today, we've got the final few verses in John's Gospel. Um, Yesterday, uh, George began taking us through Jesus's encounter with Peter. And we looked a little bit at the way that Jesus humbly serves Peter breakfast. Um, And today, we're going to see a little bit more of that encounter. um, A few more of Jesus's interactions with Peter, where Peter is reinstated and recommissioned. Um, to be an apostle. So we're going to read um, about 10 verses now at the end of John 21. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, um, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. Peter turned and saw that the disciple whom Jesus loved was following them. This was the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper and had said, Lord, who is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he asked, Lord, what about him? Jesus answered, if I want to remain alive until I return, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. Because of this, the rumour spread among the believers that this disciple would not die. But Jesus did not say that he would not die. He only said, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? This is the disciple who testifies to these things and who wrote them down. We know that his testimony is true. Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. What a powerful moment uh, this is as Jesus recommissions Peter for his ministry. And there's some details here that make it even more powerful and special for Peter in that uh, moment that we may not realise at the first glance of this passage. And the first, just think back to when Jesus first called Peter at the start of the Gospels. In the account in Luke's Gospel, uh, Peter had been fishing all night, not caught anything. And then Jesus appears and tells him to cast his nets on the other side of the boat. And he immediately catches so much fish. And we saw in yesterday's passage, Jesus did exactly the same thing. And yet again, Peter catches lots of fish. And it's at this moment that Peter realised that this was Jesus in front of him. Jesus, the risen Jesus. And so as, as Jesus then reveals to Peter that he is alive, Peter is reminded of the wonder of their first meeting. The wonder of his first commissioning as a disciple and followed um, and how he followed Jesus through that identical encounter. 
So that's the first thing. The second thing, there's um, the setting in which our conversation today happens in this passage is over a coal fire. So what you might say, um, they often had fires to keep warm, but, but for Peter, this detail is important. For only a few days earlier, it was over a coal fire where he denied Jesus three times. If you were to look back at John 18, um, it, it all happens over a coal fire. And so this setting must have brought back memories for Peter of that moment too. And it's again over a coal fire in our passage today that Jesus asks Peter the same question three times. Now, all of this must confirm to Peter that this really is Jesus alive and risen from the dead. And it's in this context that Jesus recommissions him with each question of, do you love me? And Peter's reply of, yes, you know that I love you. Jesus repeatedly gives him the same mission. If you look at the end of verse 15, it says, feed my lambs. The end of verse 16, take care of my sheep. The end of verse 17, feed my sheep. Jesus is saying, provide spiritual and physical care for my followers. Be a shepherd of my people. Now, that seems like a simple and clear instruction from Jesus. But Peter does what I think all of us do at different times. Um, he gets distracted and confused and impatient with Jesus. If you were to look at um, verse 17, when Jesus asks him for the third time, do you love me? Um, John writes that Peter was hurt and he seems distressed by this repeated questioning. He seems impatient and he reacts um, in a similar way at the end of verse 18 when Jesus hints at the fact that Peter is going to die a martyr. Peter is unsettled by that and um, seeing John following he asks Jesus oh but what about John is that going to happen to John as well? And I wonder if you've ever felt a bit like Peter there um, where you see God at work in a particular way in someone's life and want that for yourself or you um, see the path that God has laid out in front of you but you're not quite sure about it and you want to run a different direction and um, I, I sometimes struggle with feelings a bit like this um, in my role here as worship pastor and particularly over the lockdown that we've had over the past year um, suddenly I've, we've been able to watch churches across the globe we've prayed for that hasn't that, hasn't that been amazing um, but unfortunately for me, I've ended up playing the comparison game in my head. It's become a bit of a competition. Who can be the most creative? Who can create the best sounding, best looking church services and worship videos for online church? And that comparison game brought up so many questions in me. What are they doing? Is it better than what we're doing? Is God working more powerfully through that? Can we do that too? Are we doing things well enough? Are we doing things good enough? And this left me feeling like I wanted to run away from where God has called me now. But I wonder if you've ever felt similar in your life about something, maybe something in your work or maybe within your family or within your friendships. But look at what Jesus says to us when we're feeling like that. Peter was feeling like that when Jesus tells him about how he's going to die. And if we look in verse 21, when Peter asks, what about John? Jesus replies, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. What is that to you? What does it matter if God calls someone else to a certain kind of ministry that looks more appealing or exciting than your current ministry? It's none of your business, Jesus says. You only need to follow me. There's nothing else you need to do. There's nothing else you need to worry about. One of the promises we've been teaching in our kids groups over the last year is that the best life is found when we choose to live for Jesus. 
It's not the best life is found when we're playing the comparison game or we're trying to run away from what Jesus is calling us to. No, the best life is found when we choose to follow Jesus. And that is how the world will know that we love Jesus and come to know him too. Because of the way that we will unswervingly be following him every day, choosing to love him even when the world thinks there's a better way. Jesus says to Peter, do you love me? Well then, feed my sheep and follow me. As we, as we just finish this morning, um, just have a look at this final verse, the final verse of John's gospel. Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. Now, yesterday, George encouraged us um, that we can serve others in all the ordinary everyday moments of our lives. That is surely what this verse is hinting at too. Jesus loved and served and took care of others in the small, ordinary, everyday moments of his life too. And if we are to love Jesus and if we are to follow him and invite him into our ordinary and everyday moments of our lives, then we too will see the living God at work in our lives. Let me pray as I hand back to Jago. Uh, Jesus, we thank you that, um, that all you ask us to do is to follow you. Jesus, we thank you for the simplicity of that call on our lives. And I pray that you'd help each one of us um, to do so in every moment of today. God, I pray that where um, we might feel distracted or confused or impatient about where you are leading us, a bit like Peter was. God, I pray that um, you'd help us just to trust you, to follow you, to love you, um, even in the midst of those um, feelings. But I pray you'd help us to be shepherds of your people. Help us to take care of each other and support others in all we do. Help us to advance your gospel um, through the way that we love you and the way that we follow you. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much, Rory. And today we gave thanks to God for the ways that God has advanced the gospel and our faith, even in the challenges of the last year. We prayed for the situation with the South African variant of uh, the COVID virus in Lambeth and Wandsworth at the moment. And we prayed in response to Rory's talk on not falling into comparisons, but rejoicing in being able to follow Jesus. Thanks so much for listening and for praying.